Carnivorous couch, it happens once a week. It swallows us for two hours when we try to sleep. It forces us to watch a film about which we then speak. Carnivorous couch with Brady and Rob. Hi everybody, hi everybody, hi everybody, and welcome to another episode of Carnivorous Couch, where we do a film a week from two film geeks. It's a spoiler-full podcast, that means we <laughs> might spoil anything. Uh, a TV show that we just happened to hit upon, the movie that we're watching for sure, we're going to tell you every fucking thing. And, uh, just Soylent Green is a sled. Yeah, it's true. Although, how do they know that? Because nobody was there when... I don't understand how they figured that out. Um, so this week we did the, uh, what was it, 1994? Yeah. 1994 film, uh, The Page Master, starring Macaulay Culkin, uh, having a little bit of Christopher Lloyd in there because it's ubiquitous for Christopher Lloyd to be in every movie where animation and real life are mixed. So, Rob, I want to hop in here. This is 1994. That is the same year that... Quentin Tarantino's highly influential Pulp Fiction came out. Uh, which do you think is better? <laughs> well, given that Pulp Fiction lost the Oscar to the Page Master, <laughs> uh, I think that uh, that fact speaks for itself. Uh, uh, you ain't got no books, the, Lieutenant Diane. The Page Master. <laughs> well, do you want to? Who wants to synopsize? Uh. Uh, I will. Uh, M- Macaulay? Macaulay, you want to tell us? <laughs> oh, we're going to take a little pause. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Am I ruining the podcast? Yes! <laughs> it is no, it was, it was already ruined by the page master. <laughs> is that what this is about? Yes. You cannot sink any Okay, I, I will plot synopsize. Uh, okay, so we start out with uh, this kid who has a bunch of freaking warning signs all over his room. Uh, kid is played with Macaulay Culkin. He has big-ass Harry Potter glasses, uh, blonde hair, and it's just kind of the epitome of boyhood charm. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, we go to him creeping down the hall despite being freaked out by everything in his frickin' room. Uh, and then he's uh, eavesdropping on his parents who are talking about him, and his dad, is, his mom is saying, oh, all, all the boys are afraid of everything, you know, at this age. And the dad's going like, yeah, but he doesn't do anything with it. He just reads statistics, and it's just, I built him a treehouse. And then um, he goes back to bed, and he's scared. By the lightning and he, storm. Yeah, and he lights a flashlight. Uh, I didn't realize there was a lightning storm, but... Uh, yeah. yeah, he lights a flashlight under his covers. And then, uh, after that, uh, the next morning, uh, his dad's finishing up the treehouse, hammering about five nails <laughs> into the same spot, about the uh, radius of a quarter. Um, <laughs> I just really like hammering. Boy, Ed Bigley likes hammering. <laughs> And so basically what happens is uh, he, I, fuck, I need to start ringing a bell on myself every time I say the word basically, like they do on Loveline, because I say basically a billion times, basically, 
that's the word that I basically use for everything. That's essentially true. Essentially. Yeah. <laughs> that's your word, is it, Brady? That's your... Yeah, yeah essentially. That's your, your foible. Okay, so, um, you know, he, uh, he says, hand me that bag of nails because I really like hammering shit uh, or nails or whatever. And um, Bag of nails. The kid won't go up, so he, like, tries to wheel it up to him on a pulley thing. And then when his dad's not looking, he drops the bag of nails on his head he or the bucket. He nearly killed his dad. Yeah. Like, he could have really hurt, badly injured his father. Yeah, but he didn't. And his dad's like, oh, okay, well, that's fine. Uh, uh, I'm okay. <sighs> I'm okay. Here's something you can do. Go to the store and get some nails. So he tries to go to the store, but he ends up riding past a bunch of kids who make fun of him. So he goes the other way, and then a lightning storm occurs again. And basically there's lots of lightning storms. There's too, far too much lightning in this, this, this county that he's in, which is, yeah. looks like... <laughs> lightning County. Looks like somewhere in, you know, like Minnesota in like maybe, yeah. maybe September. You know, it's like this kid's a giant wuss bucket, but he <laughs> might have a right to be. Uh, <laughs> There's a death lot of lightning. Seems to chase him around. He might be in a final destination. <laughs> you got it. You got to it before I did. So anyway, um, he ends up at the library because it's raining uh, after being chased by lightning, and uh, he meets Christopher Lloyd, who didn't know he was on camera, and <laughs> basically was just acting like Christopher Lloyd acts. Uh, <laughs> and he goes, "Let me, uh, let me figure out." You've got to get back to the future, and you're interested in fantasy and swashbuckling yes. pilots and all sorts of things. And he's like, I was just coming in here to get out of the rain. Yeah. He basically does the exact same thing to him that he does to Marty when Marty shows up at his house before he's ever met Marty. He does this when no one's around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just like, you know what I'm talking about, right? Where he like puts the, th the, the mind reader cap on him, and it's just like, oh, you're from blah, 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 and like does the whole story. So he Do you know what this means? Him. It means that this damn thing doesn't work. I read an interesting um, theory that uh, pretty much everything he says is poetically correct. It's okay. not actually correct, but if you like read into it, it's it's actually right. He just has a very poetic way of speaking. Mm -hmm. So at any rate, um, he gives the kid a library card and then sends the kid off to use the public phone to call his his. Uh, uh, you know, he gives him some convoluted directions, and the kid stands on the compass rose trying to figure out never eat shredded wheat or shredded wheat, never eat or never something sour watermelon or whatever it is that you use in grade school to figure out what north, south, east, and west are. Oh, never and eat soggy waffles. There you go, like one of those. Yeah. Uh, so he's sitting there, and meanwhile his, his sleeve is dripping water, and just more water is getting on the floor. And we're supposed to be very scared and be like, kid, what are you doing? Don't you realize what's happening? <laughs> yeah, but those shots are edited like he's peeing himself. <laughs> like, like when anytime you cut to like a pool of water forming around <laughs> someone's feet, They're that's, peeing, that's themselves. peeing themselves. So he's like, yeah, like in Long Kiss Goodnight. Exactly. Where the kid is afraid of his teacher because she's dyed her hair blonde and she has a gun. Spoilers. Yeah. Uh, told you. That that was gonna happen. I think that was the pivotal scene in the Long Kiss Goodnight, right? The uh, the kid peeing himself. Never saw it. Never saw it. Thanks for the spoilers, man. Yeah. But I'm always down for a good pee yourself drama. 
It's old. A good genre. one. Good one. Um, so anyway. Yeah. Anyway, uh, at this point in time, he slips, falls, hits his head, looks up. Uh, the world comes down on him, and he gets painted with some weird goo that drips off of an acid trip that he was having because that water was acid and he fell in it or something. I I'm not guess. sure. And then, uh, so he wakes up in an animated world, and then I'll just let Macaulay himself explain to you what happens then. I feel like the animated Macaulay Culkin is a little bit more expressive than the real Macaulay Culkin. That's because he got to do it like 19 times. I was nearly torn apart by a crazy doctor. I was made asleep by a bunch of mangy pirates. Mm -hmm. And eaten, got that? Eaten by a fire-breathing dragon. He don't mean it, my page master. He don't mean it. And that's a bunch of me tossed, squashed, and scared practically to death. Yet you stand before me. So, uh, I think that's the plot synopsis. And then after that, uh, he goes back in the real world, checks out three books because Christopher Lloyd says yeah, just mean, this once. And uh, then he goes home and uh, reads them in his treehouse. And then I think no they have sex inside afraid. a lamp or well, something. We, we forgot to mention that he meets talking books. Right. Well, th I mean, yeah, there's a bunch of other stuff happens other than that. Miss the, the uh, what Macaulay yeah, very eloquently book. described for us. A but horror book, a fantasy book, and an adventure book escort him. Uh, throughout yes. the three adventures. Voiced by Whoopi Goldberg playing the fantasy book. Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Stewart. Uh, really phoning it in as Hamming the adventure book. And I don't know who does the horror book. It's probably Jim Cummings. Like, I don't know. Yeah, someone doing a standard mug some, yeah, accent. Yeah, some, some. The, I'm a really dumb book. Yeah. I think it's supposed books. to be doing like Frankenstein, I mean, yeah. basically. Yeah, like a Igor. Because he's the horror. Yeah. yeah. Horror, whatever. Yeah. And um, for some reason, these books behave in ways towards each other. I don't know what, what on earth this movie, why literally doing any other thing would have been a better thing than to make this movie <sighs> okay so that's the plot synopsis yes yeah, so now we move on to hey 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 how do we like it so uh how do we like this movie oh my god it was so bad it was so bad this is like i don't i don't even know how to grade something this bad i want to give it an f I think that might be like a little bit harsh because, you know, there are worse things than the page master, but this was so horrible. And, you know, I'm sorry because I suggested this and somehow it got picked. And I remember it from my childhood. You well, know, you had the option, I think. I just watching. listened to that episode, and you were supposed to either suggest that or All Dogs Go to Heaven. Uh, and yeah. you chose this over All Dogs no, Go to Heaven. No, but you... Oh, well, because I said it first. That was why I was like, oh, no, I can't just change no, I my said, which suggestion. One, yeah, I said, which one's your choice? And you, 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 you thought that. this was more worthwhile to do. I don't... Okay, fine. Hate me. Um, you said that. You said that. So, but this... Like, I remember this from my childhood, and, like, kind of, like remember really, like, watching it way too many times and really like i remember liking it i'm not really sure why 
the only the only conclusion I can now come to, um, having rewatched it, is that pr- if if a story involved a kid getting a real live action kid getting turned into a cartoon, I ate that shit up. That was that was my bread and butter. Wait, wait, you were supposed to rhyme that, huh? If a story involved a kid being turned into a live action cartoon. I ate that shit up with a fork and a spoon. Ah. You gotta, okay. You gotta, I, I didn't notice that I was going to rhyme. You got eating shit with a spoon. <laughs> what is this, Salo? Anyway. No, it's, no, it's just the, the, the uh, villain in, uh, what is it, Billy Madison? Yeah. I don't I know. I eat pieces of shit like, like you, you for breakfast. breakfast. Oh, no, that's Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Sorry, they're, they're all. <laughs> they're the same. Yeah, they're all just named. They're all just name movies of names that nobody would ever have. Yes. Anyway, um, I remember liking this, and I like don't know what on earth. I don't remember Schnooky very much McCormick. about it. I think I just really liked the idea of, like, this kid's a cartoon Clock. now. And then I, um, you know, probably was just filling in all of the blanks in the story with something that was cool and good and that I liked. And just sort of, you know, use that idea as a jumping off point for a story that, you know, was was good. I think that's how everybody um, writes stories, despite the fact that many people pretend they don't. But, so, I mean, I, I'm going to, like, D minus. Like, this is so bad. It's such a bad movie. All right, Brady? Yeah, no, I mean, this is easily, easily the worst movie we've ever done for this <laughs> podcast uh worse than Iceman? oh much worse i i wish the Iceman were here to but you know no that's not fair because stab like, macaulay culkin in the face here's or... the thing uh macaulay this, culkin's fault this movie is of such shoddy Iceman would do. It, it's of such shoddy workmanship that i i want to hate it but it's just too pathetic yeah, to even hate it's just like like a child with the flu who should have been kept home from school, but his negligent parents sent him and he just poops himself for an hour and no one knows what to do. Cause the parents won't pick up the phone and like, cause his dad's at work and he's got a big oil deal to make that day. Yeah. Oh like and meanwhile, the kid's having his own big oil deal all over the playground. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a bad, 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 movie uh it's it's a bad movie as a script and they couldn't even get anyone to like it's got no conviction either uh so i i've never heard a more bored cast of people there like i was saying when we were watching it that you know they're like kind of those cheapy little like theatrical features at disneyland where you know you go in and like i think there's even one i saw like Whoopi goldberg tells you the history of california those tossed off pieces of shit are like masterful next to this. No one can be bothered in this movie, <laughs> especially Nobody Patrick Stewart. Can be bothered. Uh, and Christopher Lloyd is just like no one even no one even talked to him. I think they gave him a phone call and like you can be in it. And then he showed up like three hours early on set and started. And they just and said just just him. meet this kid, just meet the actor, and they filmed it. And then he well, was boy, like, would you like to books? Are you an adventure book? Oh, what kind of book are you, boy? Take up your pants, boy. Oh, God. 
It's a D minus. Well, no, there, there was definitely that look uh, that he had on his face when the boy walks into the library. He's like, what? The gods have brought me a boy to molest. It was, it was just like this horrible look on his face like, what is this gift that I have been given? You are... I... So Rob, how did you like it? <laughs> you know what? Um, This is not a good movie. However... <laughs> I don't necessarily believe that it's a bad movie. There's just nothing good about it. But I can't point my finger at any one thing about it that's bad. Oh, oh God. Really? Uh, let's, let's, we're going to get to that. I just can't, like, figure out anything that's bad about it. It's just, it's basically like, uh, what, uh, who the fuck wrote Land of the Lost? Uh, Land Before Time? Land Sir of the Arthur Lost. Conan Doyle? Land of the Lost. Land I don't of the know. Lost. It was, uh, no, it was, uh. Marty Croft and it's all their TV shows. It's it's just nothing. There's oh. just nothing. It's basically like we're gonna tell you a moral through three acts. What are the three acts? Uh, a horror book, a uh, fantasy book, and uh, uh, shit. Adventure. Uh, what else we got? Uh, adventure. Isn't that basically fantasy? Uh, nah, yeah. Eh, but depends. Look, we're just gonna use the lands out of Disney, okay? So anyway, um, but I mean, like it was just flat. There wasn't any jokes. Uh, there wasn't any good acting. The story was a normal story that any Hollywood blockbuster would tell. I think the main draw for this at the time was probably the effects, which to us look like nothing now. So we're just like, uh, yeah, that doesn't do anything for me. The yeah. 30 seconds of, of uh, acid trip paint. Yeah, um, yeah. So I guess that was cool at the time, though. Like, yeah, at the time, see... people were like, what the fuck? How did they do that? No, yeah. they didn't. It was a big, fat flop. And Yeah, it, it, made, it, well, cost, 20, it cost $25 million and made $13 million in the box office. Yeah, I mean, this is in a post-Roger Rabbit world. This wasn't impressive at any time. Right, but like that whole paint scene, I think they were trying to make that. Like, that was probably where $20 million of the $25 yeah, million right? of the budget was spent. And because the animation looks like they turned in a rough draft and they're like, now remember, we still have to ink it. And they were just like, ah, fuck it. We're over budget. Yeah. Put it out. That shit was seriously like an Academy Art commercial. It's like, what you're seeing is an exciting career in covering Macaulay Culkin in paint. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, there wasn't anything good about this movie. There wasn't anything bad about this movie. There just wasn't anything about, about this movie. movie. So I'm just gonna go ahead and give it a D plus and be like, "Well, you finished it. <laughs> Good for you. Seventy five minutes. You turned something in. They have to invent plot conflicts that get resolved in the next thirty seconds to get this thing to limp across seventy five minutes. Yeah. And Long John Silver did not strike me as the most fear fearsome pirate in all time. What? That was Jim Cummings. Yeah, it's but great. yeah, but I mean, just the character. Uh, like, big pudgy white guy who doesn't even have a crutch for his missing leg. I mean, uh, doesn't okay. even have a have a prosthetic for his missing leg. He just has a crutch, and he just kind of stands on one foot most of the time. I it's think like, that's from the book. Uh, he just he just has he just a went crutch. Like, Fuck it. Yeah, he doesn't have a pegged leg. I don't think. Well, I don't even know what book Long, Long John Silver is from. Treasure I, I Island. Oh, okay. I always thought <laughs> the most dreaded pirate was. I haven't read Treasure Island. I haven't either, but at least I know of it. <laughs> well, weren't you the one in the middle of the screening who was like, what book is that from? No. Oh, I thought you were. Uh-uh. That didn't happen. If you're, a, if you're a pirate, here's a little logical question. If you're oh, a pirate. Oh, because you said Blackbeard. Blackbeard. Yeah. Blackbeard's the he's fearsome not, pirate. He's not from a book. 
Okay. They it's were from all history. From books, but they're they're not in a history book. If you're a pirate in your own book, how can you be the most <laughs> dreaded pirate? Like the pirates in the other books don't exist where you come from. So it's not even possible to compare them. Yeah, who are you dreaded by? Who are yeah. You? It's like, have you heard of Blackbeard? It's like, no, he doesn't exist here. No, not here. No, that's a it's real me. that's a real world guy. It's yeah. Long John Silver's world, baby. Yeah. 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 Uh, however, a good thing about this movie, Ed Bagley Jr. I like I like Ed Bagley Jr. I like Ed Bagley Jr. just fine, but he's he's you just s- as sleepy as anyone. Yeah, is. everyone he's is, is just... literally sleepwalking through <laughs> this movie. Don't tell Ed Bagley what to do. <laughs> he's drunk. <laughs> he hates that kid. I'm sorry, by the end, I, I was with him. He's yeah. like, look, the reason I'm up here hammering nails is because I hate you so much. I'm pretending each one is your face. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, glad you're reading. Something that's not a stat book, because otherwise you're going to grow up to be an insurance ingester, and I don't want that. Nobody wants that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, let's can we talk let's, about what else we hate about this movie. Well, let's go do understudy, and then we'll come back and uh, we'll do what's it all about, which is How it's about it is. us hating it. Yes. <laughs> the entire podcast is going to be that. No. Well, what other categories are there that that we could do? Well, we're going to go do understudy, and we'll figure it out uh, okay. when we get back. All right. I just want to hate on this shit some more. <laughs> That's okay. You're allowed to talk over this. So I just need to actually cut up the, the signal. To do the scene from this screenplay, but we've got two understudies, and to be honest, they're probably more famous anyway, so try to catch the actors, try to guess the movies, tweet us at C-A-R-N-Y couch, this game called Understudy is happening, happening, happening right now. Hello, I'm Roger Delacourt, the head librarian. Are you the man from the university? Yes, I'm Dr. Venkman, and this is... Dr. Stamps. Thank you for coming. I'd appreciate it if we could take care of this quickly and quietly. One thing at a time. We don't even know what it is yet. I don't remember seeing any legs, but it definitely had arms because it reached for me. Ooh, arms. Great. I can't wait to get a look at this thing. All right, miss. Have you or has any member of your family ever been diagnosed with a schizophrenic or... Mentally incompetent. Well, my uncle thought he was St. Jerome. I'd call that a big yes. Do you habitually use drugs, stimulants, or alcohol? Shh, no! I thought not. And one last thing. Are you currently menstruating? What's that got to do with it? Back off, man. I'm a scientist. That was understudy. Tweet us your answer at C A R N Y Couch. Wow. <laughs> okay, on its face is a tale about. What's it doing? Yeah, what is it? It's a tale about this kid who's afraid of everything because he knows all the stats and he knows all the. This and that, and he knows all the things about bats that might get you killed. So, he's afraid of everything. He doesn't want to do anything. Uh, if he does have to go out, he's going to do it heavily armored. 
but in a lightning storm, so he'll get struck by the lightning because he's wearing heavy armor. Um, and basically, he... Uh, also had a big-ass pole wait. coming out of the back of his bike. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out something I can go ding, because I said basically again. I'm going to oh, fucking, yeah. fucking stop doing that. Um, so essentially... <laughs> You're allowed uh, to say it. <laughs> I am. Um, he goes uh, to the library and he uh, has an acid trip and hits his head. Your plot synopsizing again. And, What's it about? And he learns to be brave. And he learns to have adventures. And he learns that that's really the point of life. And if you can't do that because uh, you're a kid... Well, just sit in your treehouse and read a book. It's better than being afraid to climb the ladder. Okay, all those things that Rob said. However, <laughs> now I just want to pick apart that atrocious script. I mean, so we do have this kid who like starts out, starts out doing little all mermaid these, underwear. Yeah, starts out like with all these statistics, and you know, even even at least like a halfway decent script, a passable script would have that continuing throughout the movie and show you that he's learning to, to go to text, um, that show you that he's learning to kind of accept that, you know, he's an adventurer now and you would see that character development. But, you know, as soon as he gets sit into the animated world, he mentions like one statistic and then you completely forget about it. And... He then just, no more you, statistics. Yeah, you don't, now just book and jokes. And you don't even, yeah, you don't, yeah, they're just book jokes. Um, you don't even have this character development showing up in any any concrete way where a normal script would would show a normal script, where like a good script, a passable script, would show that progression and, you know, maybe have him giving fewer statistics or starting to learn statistics that, you know, mean that he should attack a dragon or find that the statistics are useless in this world and make a comment about it. Like, nothing like that ever happened. Find me a statistic that says well, you should attack a dragon. <laughs> I'm pretty sure plenty of those are in the D&D &D manual next door. Right. You know, anything. Yeah. Just like it's a book well, of statistics are useless in a fight against a dragon. Have him no no like realize that. You know, I don't know. Your statistics are useless here. Well, I mean <laughs> it basically just seems really really contrived <laughs> to um to have you know, the lands of Disney. The lands of Disneyland, like the segments of Disneyland be the three books too, right? Right. I mean, I guess horror. Uh, Horrorland just does not exist. <laughs> Horrorland, but they do have the haunted mansion. I, I think basically, they do have a haunted yeah, mansion. for a, for a kid, uh, New Orleans Square is Horrorland. They've got three of the rides at least, right? That's the place where you have to sit for like thirty minutes. Exactly. Just watch your parents listen to music. Watch your like, fuck. Let's watch go. your parents eat beignets with far too much powdered sugar on them, and yeah. then not realize that that powdered sugar is cocaine because you're oh, four. Man. The pirate ride's right there. What the fuck are we doing? Yeah, pretty much. New I Orleans Square is Horrorland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wore a, a red and blue striped shirt, stood out in the middle of a field, and just looked at your parents and went, "Fuck, fuck, 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 <laughs> what fuck." What fuck are you talking about? Uh, a memory I have of Brady <laughs> being taught to swear by uh, uh, Matt Byron. 
Brady has no recollection of this and <laughs> thinks it was something that was never that done. You made up. But no, I didn't make it up. It was Brady <laughs> just standing in the middle of a field, being told by another kid, "Yeah, do it, do it more." What field? And Brady, uh, the field by uh, Rancho Romero, where we went to uh, elementary school. Yeah, the old run around. And Brady just sitting there field. like. And I'm be- like, Brady, that's bad. You shouldn't be saying those. Fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> This explains a lot about Brady. <laughs> well, I mean, because like when I was a kid, uh, basically. <laughs> I can't make it ding. Uh, okay, that's. <laughs> Just hit yourself in the face. <laughs> Every time I say that word. Um. <laughs> No, essentially, <laughs> what I understood to be the um, thing that was happening is is when people would start having sex or uh, start swearing or uh, smoke cigarettes or whatever, I would just repeat the line that we were given. It's like, swearing is bad. You should not do that. Sex is bad. You should not do that. And I was always the kid doing that. Just like walk into your parents' bedroom while they're having sex. You're like, that's not okay for you to do. That is a bad thing to do. Well, but I mean, like, parents I, I don't think, have sex. <laughs> I think if I did that, though, they would be like, yeah, that's what we told him. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, we gotta, we gotta stop. We gotta stop. Can't that be hypocrites. That's what we told him. <laughs> and this can't has very much for to listening. do with the page master. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Because this is something Patrick Stewart would say to me if he were my dad. And Patrick Stewart was in the page master. So that makes it all okay. Um, Brady, what's this all about? All right, so what's it all about? Uh, it's interesting because Rob kind of let it off talking about what the film starts with, which is this kid who is uh, a statistician, uh, spiritually speaking. Uh, he has this meek neuroticness to him, and he does not want to live life. And so you might think that, yes, it's a movie about taking chances, and the movie certainly does go out and say that. But I find that theme to be a red herring, because really it's just a goddamn commercial for libraries. Yeah. And, and it doesn't even make sense, because it's like, you're too scared to live, you man. Sounded like Robin Go read Ro- a book. Yeah, yeah you sound no, like I, Robin I, Williams there. I, it doesn't even make sense, man, because... Go well, read a book. You're too scared to live. Like you This is this take is, a risk. Read a book. Right. No. This is like the the lamest possible. So how how shitty and boring was this kid? If the the thing that's gonna make him cooler is a library. <laughs> you know, he's like the weirdest little archetype. He's like, he's like okay, the kid's like a shy, scared bookworm but who he doesn't, doesn't read books. books. <laughs> it makes no sense. Well, I mean, I'm assuming he re- reads, like, statistic manuals. Uh, you know, like, the script really needed an over overhaul completely. You you really had to have the kid be, like, oh, the I kind think of it kid was who, worse. Do- and who doesn't And it had several read, overhauls, which made it you know, worse. And is, like, a shitty kid. Wait, how's that possible? And all he wants to do is play video games. And then he learns that, you know, there's a magic storytelling world available for him in a book. This yeah. is 1994. Yeah. There weren't as many. Well, I guess there was Super Nintendo. You know the the, but, the book books aren't equivalent. even good. No Rob, internet yet, though. Where do you get all these statistics from without the internet? I don't know. I was wondering that. I was like, "Where's his smartphone?" Where he's going? And this is the statistic. Yeah. Like <laughs> he he just has like the gadgets that Penny has in like yeah. Inspector Gadget, just because it's the only way we can explain why he knows any of these things. But instead, let's just not explain it. Yeah. 
I think anyway. I think this movie yeah, is anyway. all about not explaining. That is not what it's about. <laughs> uh, in fact, yeah, that's the thing. Like the funny thing is, it's uh, like I know we kind of touched on this in a way ourselves when we heard that monologue at the end. We're like, hey, we could just play that and have that be the plot synopsis. But beyond that, beyond that, the way the script is actually written is a plot synopsis for itself. Like it, it sounds like a bored kid like playing imagination games. It's like, oh no, and oh, and here's a pirate. We gotta dig the treasure. Oh boy, here's a dragon. Like it, it's all them <laughs> explaining what's happening to them as it happens to them. Uh, and, and also, the book jokes aren't good. Here, Rob, let's workshop this. I'm gonna do a better book joke than is in this movie. Uh, so you play the dragon. But you're funny. Okay, I'll play the dragon. Oh no, it's a dragon. What do we decimal? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that wasn't a very good characterization of a dragon because they wouldn't laugh. It wasn't uh, a good joke either, but it's better than two jokes about the fact that books have spines. There are two jokes. Uh, There's two jokes. You could about never spi- be an adventure book. Uh, you don't have the spine for it. <laughs> yeah. Even books have spines. Yeah, they did do that twice. Yeah. They loved the spine <laughs> thing. Uh, well, humans have spines too. Uh, yeah. So, All right, I'm running out of steam on. Sorry. Are you? I, I, yeah. Basically, I've got a baseball bat and I've hit the kid on the ground. He's still pooping himself. About, about <laughs> but about what you explained is he was doing it before you started hitting him. And it's just, uh, I can't beat this I small child. I can beat child. this kid some more. <laughs> oh, no. Here, you take the bat. Here, I, yeah. I want to beat the kid. Because like, words cannot do justice to just how get that drop. How bad and like NyQuilled Lazy. out the Macaulay Culkin performance is. Like, if... <laughs> If these line readings were any more lethargic, I would want to go. I, I, I want to go back and listen to this movie on headphones to see <laughs> to hear the lines where his stage parent is whispering them with him. Like this is this is like a kid who is being forced to do a movie. <laughs> this is what that sounds like. Yeah. <coughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, no. And ah! Macaulay Culkin is supposed to be a champion screamer, Home Alone. And this is just him, like, screaming poorly mostly. Yeah. Can we just, like, play a bunch of him screaming? So, yeah, no. That's that's what it was Let's in this movie. Screams. It was, like, entirely Macaulay Culkin falling off of things. You can't have a banana. Which is probably banana. because, like, thematically he was afraid of heights in the film. Like, that was one of the things that he was most afraid of, was heights. Since your mother divorced me, we're in lean times. I need you to do this movie. Since you do the movie. Yeah. Um, No, more hanging wires. (laughs) I I just picture, like, Christopher Lloyd, like, isn't even, like, communicating with anyone when, like, they talk to him. Yeah. Like, hey, you did a really good job with your line. <laughs> oh yeah, boy. What are you gonna do, boy? How you gonna? you do the book, boy? What is the book? Hey, give me the book. Give me the book, Molly. <laughs> He's the only person Macaulay, in the movie honey, with any away energy. From him. He's just like, Chris I is just, working I just, on his uh, process. I just can't. Uh, 
I can't do any more. I can't do any less. I can't, I can't do anything but take off my dress. Am I wearing a dress? No, but I wish I was. He's, he's like walking around in tight concentric circles as he does this. Like muttering homeless man, Christopher Lloyd. This movie was so bad, we're not even really talking about it. We're just like making well, fun of Christopher Lloyd. We've said all there Lloyd. is to say. Well, I wanted, I, there were like some other things about the clunky, awful script. And like, yeah, Brady had it right. Mm. In that um, it really did feel like a little kid telling you a story that just so <coughs> rapidly changes gears about what it is and what's it about, what it is, what it is about that like you just you can barely what is it all focus. About? You can barely focus on what is going on <laughs> because the the task at hand is changing so rapidly. And you kind of get the idea that he's searching for the exit, like he needs to get home, he's Dorothy, you know, whatever. And uh, so there's there's that element. Um, but one of the things that really struck me about this movie that I don't remember at all is that there there is there is no there's no villain of any kind. There's and and therefore there's no real well, threat and well, the stakes feel very very low. Silver, Long John Silver is a villain, right? But the dragon's a villain. There's there's little tiny snippets where they have one little villain that gets defeated. Like there's this um, kind of they're they're meeting all these different level bosses without ever meeting a big bad. Like nothing. The the person controlling this situation is the page master, which is. Um, uh, Christopher Lloyd. So really, at, at, at the core of the story, Christopher Lloyd is your big bad. And if he's the good guy and the bad guy, there was never really any danger. He could right. pull the no. plug on this whole thing. Well, and it might not even be happening because it might just be a dream because well, he got sure, knocked out. sure, but yeah, let's ask the big questions about the page master. Right. Are we really dreaming? Did the top really wobble? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> this is not what this is about. You know what I just realized that just dawned on me is that Futurama does a parody of this. Yeah. This is this happens. But I'd never in... seen this movie before, so I didn't realize it's that that not was a, a parody. It's, it's not a parody. Yeah, it is. He keeps going from book to book, and it's, like. But it's a, such a good. It's like, and it, there is a good idea in that transporting into the tomes, which is not what happens in this. They don't get transported like through the book. The book doesn't like it's it's too it's too chaotic for that yeah. for something that concise and and coherent. Yeah, I, I but they do occasionally you, uh... open a book and then pull out like right. uh, beanstalk right. or. Uh, but, Oh shit! There's the that is the an idea could be something that they saw in Pagemaster, right. but it doesn't and mean that it's an homage by any stretch. I'm, I I am beginning <laughs> to feel like like uh, you know over the course of this past minute and a half that I noticed this that 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 might be where they got the idea yeah. for that. Uh, but I promise <laughs> you, Pagemaster is not the first to get to this well. Uh, there, I promise there have been other stories yeah, about going is, inside of books before this. But they even right. do use Moby Dick. And I, like, honestly, yeah, giving them the novelty of first to do anything even poorly would be a huge coup for this movie. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't. He's probably right. Okay, I kind of want to run off and do, um, frickin', uh... Well, should we do Metacritical this week, or should we do, um, uh, plot lines? Plot lines. Uh, plot lines with two people? Oh, it's yeah, I guess so. Metacritical. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll do plot lines sometime soon. 
Yeah, no, we just need... I like plot lines. We, we just need somebody group. or somebody else around to run the game, and then... Yeah. Okay, let's go do a Metacritical, and we'll be back. Metacritical Rob's never gonna win a Metacritical Brady's the victor again So it's time to play I'm gonna lose today Metacritical, yeah, it's time Time to play Show. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome <laughs> to um, this week's edition of Metacritical. We're going to do uh, Christopher Lloyd movies. We got five of them picked out, and uh, Bridget's going to go ahead and kick us off by telling us what the first one is. Back to the Future! Oh, the original, because uh, a couple weeks ago when we did uh, uh, Southland Tales, we did the third one, right? Yeah. Back to the Future, part one. Right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that this one probably clocks in at about an 88. <laughs> Miles per hour. Correct, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to say 88, too. <laughs> okay, I will say an 80. Oh, he's going to beat us by three No, no, wait, I'm going to say 85 uh, because for the year. The year. Yeah, okay. And Brady's going to say 80 and is probably going to be dead on at 85, <laughs> is my guess. Let's and see what happens. I'm saying 80 for how many direct-to-DVD movies Christopher Lloyd makes a year. <laughs> 86. Damn, I was Ooh. close. That puts test one off and me two off. Good for me, picking the year, yeah. not the miles per hour. Doing pretty okay. rockety rolly here. Well, now that we've kicked it off with an obscure film, it's time <laughs> to get down to the classics. <laughs> my favorite Martian. My favorite oh Martian. Oh my god, I've say never say seen this. What 42. is this? When did this come out? Uh, like late 90s, like 98, something like that. Sounds right. My favorite Martian. Yeah. Um... Six sixty-four. I'm going forty-two. Tess going sixty-four. Brady going. Brady going. Mm, Brady going. Thirty-eight. Uh, oh my yeah. god, that's low. Oh, I'm gonna fuck up. I've never heard of this movie. Neither have I. No, I have. But when the scores get really low like that, I'm really bad at guessing because I don't want to guess too low. Like that seems really, really low to me. I'm gonna actually be shocked if this even appears. Yeah, I can't find it. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll have to do something else. All right, move on, move on. Okay, uh, Roger Rabbit. Who framed oh. Roger Who framed Rabbit? him. Yes. Yeah. Christopher Lloyd did. Correct. Spoiler. <laughs> um, let me see. Uh, yeah, we're the only show that announces the spoilers after we say them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Spoilers. Because fuck spoilers, I don't give a shit. If if your movie's good, it doesn't matter if you know what's gonna happen. If your show's good, if your movie's good, you're just as into it either way. If it if if you care, it's because what you're watching is shit. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm gonna give this one. I want to say 88 again, but I'm gonna say 92. This I'm is a really fucking good movie. I was gonna say 92, and then I was like, nope. 
Let's go with 94. I mean, I think I'm overinflating it a little bit, and I don't think it's going to rate that high because I bet you the number no, of reviews will be No, people love this movie. Well, I mean, it's my favorite movie, of course. And it's a great movie, and I don't know anybody who watches it who says... Eh. Could have been better. You know? Yeah, no, they're just like, that's a great fucking movie. I forgot how great that movie was yeah. every time. So, anyway, yeah. Brady? Oh, me? Brady, knowing all that, is going to be like 85 and be right I'm gonna on. I'm going to go 82. 82. Wait, what's Tess? I was 94. Oh, uh, 94. Thank <laughs> you! night. Thank you. Did you say Gesundheit? Mm-hmm. As opposed to Gesundheit? Gesundheit. Your German pronunciation has been lacking for months now. <laughs> I'm finally going to say it. <laughs> 83. That's Ooh. some bullshit. Who framed Roger so Rabbit should not fall underneath uh, Back to the Future? They're both great movies. But Who Framed Roger Rabbit, also a Zemeckis film, um, definitely a better piece of work than, than Back to the Future. Um, it's That's a pretty good who framed competition. Ro- yeah, Who Framed Roger Rabbit's a singular piece of work. So is Back to the Future. Yeah, it's a singular body of work. There's a difference. No, no, I mean, let's be honest here. I, I, I'm down to watch the trilogy. It'll be fun, but like... The the first movie is the masterwork. All right. Fucking, uh, you know. It's, it's, I like the name? third one the best. Crisp, Crispin Glover punching Biff. That's your yeah. iconic moment. Yeah. Uh, among Biff, many. you take your hands off of her. <laughs> That's a good Crispin Glover. Yeah. I'm pretty good at the. I'm pretty good at anything I saw when I was eight or younger. Yeah. The Libyans! Uh, what's the next one? The next one, and this, you know, Tess was talking about, like, dumb movies that you watch a oh, bunch of times because you're a kid, uh, and you have a VHS. So, Angels in the Outfield has that oh distinction for me. Oh, my God. I forgot he was in that. He's an angel! That's in right. I'm Danny Glover. You got an angel right behind you right now, Roy. Fuck the angels. <laughs> <laughs> I think they do a good good enough of job of that by themselves. <laughs> you have an angel banjo. No, I don't. <laughs> um, All right, so who wants to kick this off? Wait, no, I'll go because Rob Robbie keeps going first. Um, uh, yeah, and no, I, I sort of... Actually, Brady should go um, because uh, we both flagged off at that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go. Oh, I'll go, like, a 40. 40. 41. 38. Well, this will be a game changer. I'm sandwiched in between you guys. Like many of Christopher Laird's movie, not in Metacritic. (laughs) 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 Anastasia. Anastasia. Hold on. We're, we're going to... I'll add these but clues next. Oh, yeah. Anastasia. Clue. Good one. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. Clue. Brady thinks it won't be in there, but I think... Of course I, it's going to be in I there. I think it'll be in there. You Like, I know lots of people really like this movie, but it's it was a big, floppy, poorly reviewed cult movie that came out years and years before. I'm just going to go uh, 75. Oh, <laughs> You're lucky that it's just not going to show up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 78. Oh, my God. Brady? It, it, it's like a 
45. I bet you there's one critic who reviewed it. He and loves it. And it got put it. on Metacritic, and he gave it a C. Thirty-six. There you go. Oh man! Wow, we got bitch slapped by what more points fuck? than we why lose is, by period. Why is it so poorly reviewed? Yeah, I think people just don't like Tim Curry's face. Well, Tim Curry doesn't like Tim Curry's face, but I, still. Uh, I think he would grade it down that low himself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, oh, I don't who's that unappealing <laughs> presence in the lead? Oh, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so roll Anastasia. I, I like to imagine that he watches it with a bunch of Muppets around him. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Anastasia. which, he was in Muppet Treasure Island. Nice. Uh, so Anastasia next. Oh, yeah. All right. I'm going to go with uh, 63. Um, 60. I am not 60. Okay. I'm half that age. Yeah, I'll go 65. 65. Okay, let's see what it is. Fifty-nine. Okay. Tess is closest, but she went over. You still get the point. Yes, you do. Okie dokie. Uh, one more Christopher Lloyd movie I guess we need. One more. One more. Oh, well, there's so many. Um, um, you should put lines to the ones that didn't exist. Um, otherwise, you might add kind of funny. Angels in the Outfield is dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I what saw that with my parents in? in the theater. Um, oh, he's in like a billion things. He's always cartoon voices. Is it, was he in Taxi? He was in Taxi. Yes. But that's a Which TV, means show. TV show. Oh, yeah, that's... I was gonna say that he's that means he's in Man on the Moon, but I think we did that recently. Uh we did when we but that was for Rank It. Uh that's right. Okay. Mm. Well then I don't know. Mm. Chris Lloyd. Rent a kid. <laughs> Rent a kid. What was the one like the Camp Nowhere? God, where are we remembering these from? <laughs> from the bargain bin in our brains. Disney Channel. Ooh, can we do Piranha 3D? What the fuck is what? that? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Oh, well, I guess we don't have to. I don't I'm even know. Uh, what, I don't care. What is it? You want to talk some more? <laughs> Who gives a shit? It's pretty good. So, so you don't want to do? Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good. Elliot Gould. That's <laughs> J.K. Simmons. No. no, he's doing Elliot Gould. See, Elliot Gould was on the Adam Carolla show, and they now have a bot of him. And like, it's really funny. This past week, I think early this week, they were doing um, they always do this thing with uh. Joan Osborne, and they have a an Isaac Hayes bot from when they interviewed him. So they'll do like the like, what if God was one of us? And it'll be like, yeah, 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 right? Like, yeah, mm, it's good. Right? This is Isaac Hayes. So they started doing it with Elliot Good. Gould. It's like, 
What if God was one of us? I don't give a shit. <laughs> Just a slob like one of us. Who cares? <laughs> um. Oh, wait. So what movie are we? Let's do Piranha. Piranha 3D. Okay. What yeah. is that? It's a horror movie that was like one of the first in 3D ones where like there's a mansion and it's got tanks full of piranhas and they eat people. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Not, Stay none of us... out of the tank. No, they'll, like, jump out of the water and eat people. Like, they're scary piranhas. They're, like, genetically yeah. mutinated. <laughs> genetically they can mutinated. even they walk mutinated around. They against the captain of genetics. <laughs> okay, <laughs> walk uh, around 22. And use the bathroom. 22 says test. 22 says test. Uh, <laughs> like a, it's probably pretty bad, right? 25? 16 for me. I think I think no matter what we do, Brady's gonna beat us because we both lost thirty something yeah. points on Clue. I know. And Brady only lost like fifteen. Nine. Nine. Yeah. How's that for German pronunciation? Okay, ready? That's pretty good. <laughs> tell tell us about. I think we would all like to hear about the Piranha 3D. Most piranhas are three dimensional. It's their deadliest asset. <coughs> Twenty-four. Yay! So I got ten on that one. I got one. So I'm looking at uh, me and Tessa in the fifties somewhere. Uh, Tess is in the 60s, actually. Let's see. Right, let I'm in the mid-50s. Brady's, Brady's in 40-something. Okay. Talk. Do the math stuff. Chit-chat. Uh, what if God was one of us, Tess? Uh, just a slob like one of us? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Go, go on, elaborate. I'm going to need... Who gives a shit? Some more information no. here. No. No, I don't think it is. No. It's all okay with me. Well, um... It's all right with me. If God was one of us... No. Then, um... He'd probably be really into skee-ball. Who gives a shit? And would be beaten by hockey players. Hockey kids. Hockey punks. Some punks you want to talk some sticks, more? And then would be in a coma no, somewhere. No, I don't think it is. I think. And then... Wow. Okay, I then wow. he would get turned into Alanis. All right, so now we got the scores. <laughs> All right, well, next time if we do Dogma, we now have a synopsis to play over. It, so that's good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so it was very close between you guys. Ow! <laughs> Peace. Come back when you got credentials. Hey, get the fuck out of here, Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> so, buddy. New <laughs> chip. <laughs> All right, Come on. Rob is in third with negative 62. Tess in second with negative 57. I win with negative 23. And them's the breaks. Cool. A Metacritical. Fuck you. I get insulted no matter what happens. That is exactly correct.
So we're back, everybody. Uh, fucking Clue killed me on that. That's some bullshit. Clue. Clue. A Clue Brute. A Clue Brute. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Very nice. Uh, so do we have more to shit talk about this movie? Oh, God. Uh, Always. A, a shitty Diane Warren song in it. Oh, my God, and that. It's like the inspirational, like, troll in Central Park, land before time, like, bullshit song. But, like, in those movies, though, in movies like that, I've never seen Troll, but in that kind of movie, normally, like, something inspirational is at least happening. But when this song is playing in the movie, all that happens is that some dickish fairies steal his glasses, and then they murder Humpty Dumpty, which I presume is to frame the world's wussiest kid for aggicide. So it's, it's a really weird... A weird moment for an inspirational Diane Warren number. Yeah, it's quite shit. Wouldn't it be more like oversized? It's all shit in it. Oh, yeah. Oversized, you want to use yeah, like yeah, the, root, the root word. Oversized. Thank you. Correct, Amundo. Um, so we don't really have to vote on, on our what we're doing next week because we're doing Peeping Tom. We're oh. going to have uh, Jess Diabala okay. on here. Well, I wanted to we suggest... Other female guests because... The, it, I don't know it's just why. Just Maddie ever. Well, I mean, like I invite people and they're gonna do it, but like the dudes just show up randomly and do it, and the chicks usually cancel. <laughs> That's just how it goes. Did you just say chicks? Chicks. Yeah, chicks? exactly. The chicks I invite usually cancel, and the dudes I invite usually go like, "Y'all don't do anything Maybe it's right cause now." Because you call them chicks. <laughs> I call the dudes dudes. <clears throat> All right, dude. Wait, don't go, chicks. don't go down this wait, road. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> Is, aren't dude and chick, aren't those like the same level of like... Chick? Fine. D- the dudettes that I call. Um, Just call them this... dudes. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm trying to differentiate between genders here. Anyway, if I, I use know. the same word for the two of them, then it doesn't differentiate. <laughs> I wanted to watch The Last Unicorn. And I will stump for station agent until I get satisfaction. Have you read it yet? I've not. Okay, read, read it first, year. and then you can suggest. That's it. not fair. <laughs> <laughs> I have a copy. Ross gave it to me. Of course he did. Because he loves it, mm-hmm. and he loves Peter S. Beagle, and he worked with him for a while, and then I don't, I don't understand why nothing came of that. Because mm. internships are crap, and we all learned the hard way. Well, I mean. Internships can be good. You just have to do a shit ton and of I, work for nothing. I, I probably got a good letter to law school because of my college internship. Well, I, I mean, it's really like just working super hard and being badass at your job even though you're getting paid nothing. If you can do that, an internship is worthwhile. If you're annoyed that you're not getting paid, uh, then an internship is not worthwhile for you. That's the way I look at it. But I really, I was reading an AV club article about the last unicorn and uh i just really wanted to see it again and i think it would be interesting to talk about well perhaps we will do that uh the following week but uh so anyway station agent station the only reason yeah yeah we're just not doing a suggestion this time because i want to do it when jess is available because we were going to do this months and months and months ago but she was too busy with school and with work and blah 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 right now she's finished school she's looking for a new job and she has tons of free time and she's like a really awesome person who has very good thoughts and i want to hear them and i want to air them 
So, so we're watching Peeping Tom. Peeping Tom, right. Okay. Uh, which I think is like 63 or 65 or something. It's from Britain. It very much like goes into the sort of viewing of uh, perversion and stuff like that uh, mm -hmm. in the same way that Psycho does. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, so, Brady, what's the name of somebody that we can throw out? Matthew Byram. <laughs> Three. T Wait, Ed, we already mentioned him. Ed Bigley. So he's oh. going to get tagged anyway. Well, I thought the idea is... Oh, I see. So it's someone completely new. Yeah, like last last time I did. Three, two, one. Chana Ketty theme song. Right? Oh, so now yeah. I can tag her again because yeah, I just okay. said that. So, uh... Three, two, one. Ed uh. Bigley Jr. <laughs> Grant Evans theme song. Oh, it has to be... Carnivorous couch, shit happens once a week It swallows us for two hours when we try to sleep It forces us to watch a film about which we then speak Carnivorous couch With Brady and Rob I want Christopher Lloyd in a ratty beard Blowing raspberries on my tummy. Yeah. I, I want to beat the kid. Like, yeah. But I'm always down for a good pee yourself drama.